All right, Lions, it's all access with men's basketball head coach Stan Johnson. Each week, Coach Johnson will take Lions behind the scenes with the men's basketball program, talk about the new standard and upcoming events with the program. Coach, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, before we get started, we just want to thank our sponsor, LMU Athletics. would like to thank University Credit Union for bringing you today's episode of All Access. University Credit Union is a proud supporter of the Lions family. You can visit your local University Credit Union at ucu.org. Well, first things first, Coach, how was your weekend? Awesome. I had a good weekend because our gyms are officially back open. We had a chance to get a workout in Saturday, so that was good. Guys did a great job there, and then... You know, it's always good after you walk out of the gym this time of year and the sun's out, you got the beach. It's a little different than where I come from in the Midwest where it's probably a little cold and uh, a little gloomy. So uh, every day, every weekend here is pretty cool. So it was good. Well, you read my mind for my uh, my first question there. How was it to get back in the gym finally? How was that for the team and for you as a head coach? Oh, it's been great. You know, anytime you can be in your sanctuary and uh, in a place where you know, everybody feels good being, um, it's an awesome feeling. And, you know, this year more so than none, you know, there's just such a great appreciation because uh, we saw it. I mean, you're working outside, you're on the tennis courts. And those moments really make you appreciate the things you do have. So uh, to be able to get up and down at the pace we want to and slide and move the way we want to, um, you know, those are good things. So we're excited. Guys are, you know, juiced up about it. So we're looking forward to more days in there. Has the atmosphere of just being in the gym changed how the team practices or changed the dynamic of the feeling of the practice sessions? Well, I, I mean, it's just different being inside and being in a court. It just makes you feel like you're, you know, in the right place. So that's been good. You know, for the most part, our guys have had a, a you know, great enthusiasm and approach to whatever we've been doing. Even when we were outside, you know, there's not one day they complain about the heat and all those things. I think your appreciation level, like I said, goes way up when you're in the confines of a gymnasium. And coach, when you guys do come into the gym, what happens? Just paint a picture for us uh, for a moment of of what those practice sessions look like now that you guys are finally back on the hardwood. Uh, What measures are there in place to keep in in line with the COVID-19 restrictions? And uh, what's the general atmosphere like? What's been the day-to-day this week when you guys have been back on the court? Yeah, so we have the gym kind of marked off. You know, we have all their chairs against a wall, six foot distance between each with their numbers on it in a basket because we're, you know, we're also, we're not allowed in the locker room, one, because of COVID, two, because we're uh, remodeling and doing a lot of different things in there, which is awesome. They have a basket next to their seat with their stuff where they can change before and after practice. Uh, we work out before we, we were in the weight room or the outside weights. That's where we're at before we run into practice. So guys run in, put their stuff up. We usually will watch five minutes of film on something. It can be technique. It can be spacing. It can be execution. It can be defensive, fundamental, something that maybe we did the day before so we can go into the, the practice. Uh, I like individual workouts. I don't like to go away from it. So our first 15 minutes or so, after film is individual work with guys, the ball's in their hands, they feel like they're getting better. And then we, we go into whatever it is the emphasis is for that day. You know, I, I like to do it where, you know, like for example, today we did a, a defensive build up, one-on-one, two-on-two, four-on-four, three around one with a post player. And then we kind of built up into offense. But 
that's that's kind of what our days look like. We're, we're kind of schematically implementing our defensive schemes, and then we're putting that against our offense and teaching both sides of the ball. And we build up one on one, two on two, three on three, four on four, now five on five, uh, where we're coaching both sides of the ball. But that's kind of what it looks like. Have you guys gotten a chance to actually practice in a five-on-five five setting? I know that wasn't something that was uh, really possible with the constraints of being outside on the tennis court and, and the COVID restrictions as well. Yeah, you know, we've, we've been in the gym since uh, last Monday. So this was our first week um, where we've been able to get to, you know, four-on-four. Four. Today was the first day in a con- controlled environment. Uh, we controlled it where we were able to get some five-on-five five in. Uh, but like I said, it's very controlled and everything's a build up. You know, our guys for six months haven't been doing this. So I, we want to make sure we're smart with what we're doing and how we're putting it together. But we're at a point now where we're, we're starting to get to where we'll, we'll be seeing a lot more five on five action. Have there been any major challenges with uh, re-implementing playing on a court or uh, kind of reintegrating the guys back into that? The challenge is when you're outside sliding around on the tennis court. When you're inside, it's, it's very normal. No issues. Well, I'm sure you guys really, really missed being inside as well. Yeah, tell me about it. (laughs) Well, we had spoken a little bit about challenges and using that as a segue. uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that you had retweeted recently. It was Pat Riley from the Miami Heat saying that there were no challenges, only opportunities. And I was curious to know your perspective on how you think that mindset applies to LMU specifically this season with everything that's been happening uh, with coronavirus around the world and how that's changed the dynamics and the routine of this team, uh, but also how this team has adjusted and how you've adjusted uh, coming in as a new head coach. Well, you know, it's not only how we practice, it's how we approach the whole COVID-19, right? From when I got the job, to hiring a staff, to, to recruiting players, to implementing things. I mean, for the first months, I couldn't even be around our team. Uh, not only our team, I couldn't be around donors. I couldn't be around boosters. There's a lot of people on campus and, you know, you could sit back and do nothing or build strong relationships and network. And there's opportunity in any adverse situation. It's how you want to look at it. And for us, um, again, we've had a lot of things we wanted to do here from a fundraising campaign we want to raise $1.1 million in a tough COVID environment. You know, we're about $70,000 short of that goal. And you know, again, the, the Heat last year did not make the playoffs, did not make the playoffs. And what they do, they use that time, that offseason to make some acquisitions, uh, drafted well, uh, you know, were able to go out and get some talented free agents that fit their culture. And a year later, guess what? They're playing for a championship. In their adverse situation, they they found a way to get better and do something that was impossible. There's no excuse. So what? We haven't been together. So what? We haven't had a court. So what? We started probably later than most teams in our league because of where we're, we're at in LA County. Nobody cares. We got to we got to use the time that we have wisely. Got to close the gap. If there's opportunity in it, we have to find it. That's that's been our approach. Well, I couldn't help uh, but smile when I, I read the tweet that I assume we're, we're speaking about there where you said uh, that the Miami Heat didn't make the playoffs, but uh, a year later, look what happened. And you said, and I'm quoting here, amazing what can happen when you have the right people on the bus who fight for the culture and each other every day. Uh, and the reason I smiled when I read that is because I couldn't help but thinking that you were also, by extension, speaking about uh, LMU and, and this team that you're leading. Uh, what is your goal 
for not only the end of this season, but many seasons looking forward with, with this team. Well, our goal here is to become an elite program, become a program that, that competes and plays for postseason and championships and all things. That's in the cloud. You know, I know a lot of people talk about goals. My, my, I'm about the process. Because you can talk about goals all you want. If you don't get better every day, you don't put one day in front of the next, one day in front of the next, and keep compounding and compounding and compounding. It doesn't matter what your goals are. So I'm, I'm more into the process of, of how we're getting there and less about the outcome. Because if you focus on the outcome, and that's where your, your, your eyes are, uh, you're never going to get there. Everybody around in the country right now is talking about going to the NCAA tournament, talking about winning the championship. Most teams are. The teams that are going to get there, their process are better. And the thing they do from a culture standpoint is better. You know, that's that's the difference. You know, so we got to be a team that, that works in any conditions. We've got to be that not worried about how we feel. It's standard in regard, oh, I'm sore today. I don't feel as good today. We still have to bring it. That's that's who we have to be. And that's where my mindset is. Those are the things I'm coaching, I'm concerned about. It'll take care of itself if we if we do that, you know. So I you know for me it's about milestones. And if you look at our record, you know, for example, our records on Saturday games, we're like three and maybe twelve or something like that in Saturday games. So, you know, a milestone would be how we approach Saturday's games. Let's let's have a winning record on Saturdays. So for me, it's more about milestones along the way and process than it is at just one actual goal. Has there been any talk of postseason play or WCC championships, things like that being thrown around? Or uh, is it mainly just focusing on improving day to day and keeping that progression of improvement going? That sounds good, but your actions dictate that. And ultimately, like I said, we want to be a championship program. That's the big picture goal. But what are you doing every single day to make a vote for that outcome? And I tell our guys all the time, whatever today is a vote for who you ultimately want to become, right? So we put in the work and we do it the level we're supposed to do it, with the intellect we're supposed to do it, with the physicality we're supposed to do it, with the connection that we're supposed to do it. We'll get closer to that. But if we don't, then those are all words. So it's not really about that. We know what we can become. Has being able to get back on the basketball court helped in becoming that, that player and that person that you want to be as a coach, but also that your players want to become? Well, it's tremendously because, again, now we can really compete. We can see who, who is capable of what uh, in a different kind of environment. Now it's not you in a cone. It's you in a body. You know, now you're putting in schemes. How well can you pick it up? You know, how well can you make reads? How well can you go from recovering to that gap and then having to guard that guy and then getting the rebound and then transition to the other end, right? It, it's assignment to assignment to assignment. So that's a lot different than when you're outside and you're just playing against a cone. Now you've got to do it on every play and you got to do it right. Uh, and you got to do it again and again and again and again and again. And again, the teams that can do it over and over and over and over the right way are the teams that usually win. 
And uh, I want to talk a little bit about the decision to to get the season started as early as uh, mid to late November. How much does it mean to the team and to you and your coaching staff to have a physical date in mind? Well, it's good because then you you know you can plan. And prior to that, you know everybody was kind of assuming, but now that we have a physical start date, we start to reverse engineer, as I call it. You know, we work backwards on how we implement things how we're growing our team, what we need to have in before the start, the official start day of practice, and then what we need to get done between the 14th and the 25th of November. So it, it helps from a planning standpoint, it helps our guys feel like, okay, there's some date I'm working towards now instead of just being blind. Is there anything specific or concrete that you really want to get nailed down or or uh, kind of ticked off the box with this team before that first game is played? Well, there's a lot of things, but I'm not even worried about November 25th right now. Right now, it's we have to have our offensive in, our flow game, what we flow into, who we are offensively, understanding our spacing, our concepts. We need to have a great grasp of that before October 14th. Defensively, we have to understand and have a great grasp of how we play pick and rolls, what's our schemes, what are our reads. The third component would be our transition defense, understanding how we build our defense in transition. If we have those three components in, now when we get to the 14th, we're able to practice. We're officially able to really practice and start to move along where we can start adding plays and press breaker and you know all the different wrinkles that you're going to have to put in. So. Those are the three things I want to have in uh, prior to the 14. Our offense, our defense, and transition. And not that we're going to be great at any of those, but being decently good uh, where we're allowed to practice. And the fourth would be our conditioning. Making sure that within the next couple of weeks, our conditioning is at a point where we can practice for longer. You were speaking there just a little bit about the transition game. Uh, how important is the transition game going to be this season, not only attacking on offense uh, and trying to, to really capitalize on fast breaks, but also uh, putting pressure on defensively during transition yeah, moments? Yeah, well, you know, good games you won in those moments. And defensively, if you don't get back, you're not going to win. You know, so we got to build walls and make teams have to play against the clock. And the transition defensive part is the heart of your deep one area that has the, the quickest room for slippage. So we we want to attack people early, but defensively we want the opposite. We want to take away their early attack. We want them to play against a set defense, and we want to force them uh, to take non-paying twos and hold teams to one shot. Offensively, we want to strike you. And again, that's a different philosophy than what our guys are used to offensively. So that's going to take some time understanding that and how we run. Everybody wants to play fast until they realize how hard it is. And when you think about playing hard, people usually think about defense. Well, you got to play offense hard too. So, um, you know, that's very important in terms of who we want to become. So far, have you seen uh, some areas of major strength emerge, uh, whether it's it's uh, shooting from the field or behind the three-point line or, or play in transition. I know you guys probably haven't had a ton of time to, to do much running in, in transition, but have there been any areas that you feel LMU has been especially strong in so far? I mean, it's too early. You know, we're just getting started. Um, the biggest thing I'm concerned about is, are guys willing learners? Are they Are they listening? Are they understanding? Are they trying? 
we'll get to that point. But uh, and the answer to that is yes. For the most part, we're trying to do what we're asking them to do. But what we're asking them to do is going to take longer than you know five days to get. And in five days, we're not going to be very good at anything right now. Uh, but hopefully, if you ask me that question in another month, you know, I can give you that answer. I'm sure, as you said, things are just kind of starting to emerge and develop, especially because you've only got a, a week behind you on the court. Uh, well, looking forward to, to next week, what do you guys have in mind? And uh, is there anything you guys are going to be focusing on specifically next week or just keep keep going, keep grinding? Did we already forget about this week? <laughs> well, I'm not even to next week. Like I said to you, every single day we have to to, to win that moment. We practice this morning. Our staff just got done watching the practice. We're going to put together a plan for tomorrow morning. We got to be great at that plan. We'll take, we'll watch that. Put another plan together for Thursday because Wednesday's our days off. Watch that. Put another plan together for, for Friday and Saturday. And that's what we have to be. And after Saturday's workout, we'll take a step back and evaluate what the following week needs to be. Uh, but the most important thing for me this week is we have to start the week good in terms of our effort and focus, and we have to end the week good in terms of our, our effort and focus. So that's the biggest thing for me uh, for this week. And then, you know, next week will certainly take care of itself once we get there. In terms of starting and ending a week really well, um, how does that mentality play into games? I know sometimes, uh, especially in the last couple of years, that's something that this team has struggled a little bit with is finishing as strong as they started or starting as strong as they finish. Do you hope to change that over the course of this season and, and through next? Or uh, is that a mentality that you're looking to implement uh, as far as play is concerned? Well, I hope we change that. If, if we don't, the results aren't going to be any different. You know, so, and like when we started off, we have to be a great Thursday team. We have to be a great Saturday team. We have to be a great Monday team. If that's practice, we got to be a great Tuesday team. We got to be, a, you know, the game requires what it requires. And the difference between being average and being really good is very small. Right. And then we, I tell our guys all the time, one possession, one possession in the game can determine the game. Literally. Think about some of these games that come to one possession. That possession could be in the first play of the game. Imagine if you had gotten a stop there instead of giving up a layup, and at the end of the game, you lost by one point, right? And one game can determine a season. So it doesn't matter how you feel. You've got to still play to the standard that is needed to win. And that's who we have to become. And it's our job as a staff to put them in environments where they're out of their comfort zone. You know, and I, I, I told our guys, you know, the beginner just seeks validation. The, the pro needs optimal conditions to perform. And the master can perform in any conditions. And we've got to be a master. We got to be able to perform, whether it's Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next day, who cares? We got to be able to perform. And when we get to that point, then we'll be a really, really good basketball program. Well, speaking about winning, I want to talk a little bit about the Lakers for a second. How does the news of their success, uh, especially in L.A., which is such a basketball-rich city, how does that news start to shape the mindset for this team? And does it even have any influence on this LMU team at all? Well, I wish we had LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but we don't have those guys. So I don't know how much it, it impacts us in terms of 
who we are, uh, what I hope it does for our guys, for our university, um, for our department is to go, man, that looks fun. Winning looks fun. Championships look fun. Man, I want to be a part of that. I want to add to the city. I want to, I want to bring value. And I, I hope our guys get a buzz off that in terms of what that looks like. But again, you see what those guys are doing. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of concentration. It takes a lot of focus. It takes a lot of determination. It takes a lot of bad, ugly days behind the scenes. Winning is hard. And there's a price to win. There is a price to be paid if you want to be a winner. And the Lakers went out and got AD, went out and got LeBron. Those guys are max guys. They've put some great players around them. You know, so for us, as we're growing this, that's there's a price to win. And it takes whatever it takes. And you can't negotiate with winning. Well, LMU has some pretty impressive personnel as well. Uh, I want to talk specifically about Eli Scott for a moment. Obviously, uh, about a week ago, John Rothstein released uh, some WCC preseason first team predictions here, and the lone lion on that list was was Eli. Is this something that, that you're looking at or Eli's looking at, or is this something that's not even in, in the peripherals? No, we're, we're not looking at that. Um, you know, it's always nice for somebody to think of you highly, and that's great. Uh, I want Eli to be there when the season's over. And Eli wants to be there when the season's over. You know, the preseason accolades, that's all fine and dandy, but those are assumptions. We need to do our job and do it well. So he's, he's, he and some other guys on our team uh, can get the recognition they, they deserve. But you only get those when you win. We're looking forward to watching LMU win this season. Coach, thanks again for your time. Look forward to speaking with you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Lions, thank you for joining us today for another episode of All Access with Stan Johnson. Join us next week as head coach Stan Johnson continues to take you behind the scenes with the men's basketball program. 